It involves that, uh, we're going to talk about the Fine Arts Lab. Uh-oh. West Liberty. Okay, so one of the most memorable nights uh, I ever had was, uh, we have one girl uh, who's a friend, uh, I, won't, I won't name a name, but uh, let's call her Panda. <laughs> we'll call her Panda for purposes of uh, names. She has, she has like an inhaler and stuff. She gets like anxiety and stuff. So one night, oh, geez, it tells you how much invested we are in the characters. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the deck of many things, what that does. You, you, you know this, right, Tati? Yeah, we are. Okay. Okay. So Corey, being the, you know, the chaotic person he is, he, he was a good, good character, you know, good person trying to, we're all trying to survive in the wasteland. He pulls from it, like, thinking, oh, everything that he's pulled has been great fortune so far, like, wealth, you know, got a level, got powered up. You know, one more pull couldn't hurt. Nothing bad has happened. He didn't start to question until one other person pulled it, like me, and I had to fight in the fight against the Grim Reaper and shit. But, but that's not the here or there. But uh, but he's like, you know, one more pull, and it, he pulled it, and the card turned his character evil. Ooh! So <laughs> methodically, so methodically, he lets up this plan, <laughs> and it ends up being a wild night where people are just dying left and right, and it's just it's wild, and him and Jake Gary about ready to have a shoot off with their guns, like old West style. And before, you know, it can get come down to blows. Like, like I said, a lot of characters, like two characters have died, you know, by the manipulation of the, his evil acts and just this whole stress. Poor, uh, poor, uh, poor, <laughs> poor, uh, poor Panda, we'll call her. She uh, had a water <laughs> inhaler. It got so tense. It was oh, like, no. we, we, we thought we were going to kill her. And, uh, but luckily, the tension was relieved when Tycross is uh, rogue. Stole the deck of many things. He's like, I gotta fix this. And he pulled to try to. He pulled a card. It just so happens he got the wish card. So he wished it to go all time to reset. And we all rewound. And it all went back. And she just kept huffing her, huffing her inhaler. That just goes to show how impactful it can be for somebody of the emotion. You know, just like how wrestling can draw an emotion of somebody. Like how if somebody can pull in their hearts of others and captivates. Just even a simple game on, like, you know, I think they were playing on Mondays at that point, not Sunday. A simple Monday game can make somebody have such an adversary to have to grab their inhaler and to not die because of the like, the stress and, and the emotion from a game. So. I believe so. I think this, I don't have, I haven't had the privilege of being on here before. I feel like we've talked about having you on for so long. So I'm so excited to finally have you on to talk about wrestling and D&D. Something that if if anyone follows either of you on on Facebook or on um, Instagram or Twitter, like they will pick that up pretty quickly, I I would suppose. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, so I super... wanted to kind of give you guys. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, as I say, yeah, su- super nerds. Yeah, you'll you'll see some <laughs> posts. Sorry, that's all. <laughs> sorry. Um, 
I wanted to give you both an um, opportunity just to kind of um, give a brief summary of, of your work in wrestling before we talk specifically about the, you know, your life, your intersection of wrestling and D&D and your history with tabletop gaming. So Keith, maybe if you could, um, for those who didn't get to meet you the, on your first appearance, maybe you could tell uh, just a little bit about like your, your wrestling career. Oh, sure thing. Uh, well, I am the Bearcat Keith Hot. Uh, uh, they, them. Uh, I, uh, wow, it's, it's been a long run, actually. It's been about 13 years. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, time sure flies. Uh, <laughs> it's been good, a good 13 years. I've uh, just basically been the tri-state, you know, Ohio, PA, Western Union kind of person. Uh uh, there's, there's a, I mean, it's a lot to fill in in like 13 years over time. So, I mean, uh, but, uh, geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm rambling. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's uh, a, it's a, it's a uh, big, it's a big question, but like 13 years in pro wrestling and I mean, how long have you been playing? How long have you been playing tabletop games? Um, honestly, about as long, about 12 years now, uh, got into wrestling the same way almost I've got into, uh, D and D. Uh, went to college with uh, the person who trained me, uh, and uh, they also about a year into wrestling. Uh, they were like, "I think, I mean, you, I mean, you're you're starting wrestling, and you're you're you know the performance of that side of it. You know, you sh you should love this." And uh, the the trainers, uh, uh, one of my trainers, uh, Vinny Stone, uh, got me uh, into playing D and D because uh, that's uh, got to be closer with uh, another wrestler slash Booker, uh, Jake Garrett. Uh, he still plays to this day. We still playing the Sunday night games. Uh, it's still going on strong. Uh, and there's been a couple other, I mean, he was like, it was him and Matt with the other wrestlers. There are also other friends with people in wrestling until we got to meet. And that's, it's, geez, that game's been going on for longer than I've been in it. So that game group's probably about 13, yeah, 13 years old now. And it's still going on strong today. It's, uh, yeah, so about a year less than I've been wrestling is about, about the amount of time I've been gaming. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just, there's, there's a lot of memory stuff I could, talk divulge into and all the times you know <laughs> uh you know wrestling and i mean wrestling and D. &D. Uh, i'll probably hopefully get into more of those stories as we continue on here but uh uh there's just a lot it's a lot <laughs> sorry if i'm a little overwhelmed but <laughs> well, let's go well uh, so tatiana how long have you been um how long have you been wrestling um so next month will be my four-year anniversary of being a wrestler um I'm still, yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, still finding my footing in the world of wrestling, uh, but I've definitely come a long way from where I started. Oh. And how long have you been playing at uh, tabletop games, D and D, etc.? Uh, about seven years. Uh, it started in college for me as well. Uh, I was the treasurer for my college's. Uh, gender and sexuality spectrum alliance group and uh nice. during our first meeting everybody in the room went around and like did fun facts about themselves and i had mentioned oh yeah i've, I've heard of D D. i've never actually really given it a try or at least not a proper try and a whole group of uh the group members came up to me afterwards and they were like hey we need another person for our table do you want to learn how to play and they taught me how to play. I actually got kind of good at it. And I've been playing ever since. Oh, wow. 
So was it D and D that specifically got you guys playing? Was it was that the specific tabletop game that got got both of you in into that world, or was it a different game? Uh, for me, it was D and D. We actually started with Pathfinder. Well, I started with Pathfinder. It's basically D and D, though. It's at that first edition. It's basically D and D three point. They call it three point seven five. It's very similar mechanics. It was very compatible with that, but. But it's neither here nor there. I mean, it's just a very similar system. Mm-hmm. And Keith, for you, because you were playing D&D, or you, you were playing this at the same time as getting into wrestling, how did that impact, like, was there a feedback loop there? How did that impact your character development? Because something that I feel like is so cool about the intersection of, like, wrestling and and role-playing games and, and, and tabletop gaming is that so much of that character development and that skill set development and understanding like your character's abilities and and their their strengths and their weaknesses, so much of that bleeds over into building a character for wrestling that you're actually portraying in real life. So I'm curious, like, how did that impact your burgeoning wrestling career? This may come to a little surprise, but uh, I am like very nervous and like sometimes shaky when it comes to like promo work and stuff, right? So, honestly, uh, like, <laughs> still to this day, I still get super nervous. Like, uh, I can go out there and wrestle for, like, an hour and be fine and not, you know... I mean, I still get nervous. Look at the jitters. But promos for, like, a five-minute thing or anything like that makes me more nervous. And honestly, with <sighs> the character work involved in, like, D&D and wrestling, it's very... It's so similar. Like, I mean, you're literally... Here's a character on a sheet. But here's a character, you know, on a card, you know, on a show, wrestling, you know, they're two very much intertwined so so much and just uh, getting that the idea of expressing and role and just role playing the character that I've created is, is very similar to getting that expression and getting my and just finding my voice in wrestling it took me so a while to find the character I'm at now but it's just it, it really does help get your oh, what's the thing it helps convey your emotion and and it was the same way for like for like a lot of promo work, you know, just base the character and emotion off that stuff. I mean, and not 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 all groups in D games have to have that, you know, extreme RP like, you know, zaniness and stuff. But for for me, it it definitely helped for sure. Like you know, if that, if that I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Tatiana, has it had an impact in the way that you've developed your character and and your wrestling career? Definitely. Um, it. I mean, kind of the same as with Keith, it kind of helped me build up confidence to try out some new things and, you know, give things fun names or it's mostly influenced me visually. Um, I'm really, really big on visual development in both D&D and wrestling. And so I kind of pulled from like game stuff I saw that I liked to build my own sort of look and gimmick. Yes, uh, and then I wish I could say it helped me with character building as well. But the truth is, I come up with some wildly insane characters, and pretty much none of them translate that well to a wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I I did try. I did try to bring one of the characters to wrestling as a gimmick, and it just it did not work. It was very okay. very difficult. We gotta <laughs> know, like. Can you tell us like what the idea was and and maybe why it didn't work? <laughs> oh, this this is a fun one. Um, 
so this was actually right before I adopted the whole unwilting gimmick. Um, I played Fate with my with the same college group that introduced me to D&D. And we did a space-themed version of Fate. So everybody was playing these different kinds of aliens. And I don't remember the name of the alien race I was playing, but they were basically like uh, giant seal sharks. Like they were, they were a cross between uh, otters and shark, or not seals, otters and sharks. So they were, <laughs> so they had a very cool look. But my character was basically this crazy alien who got thrown off her home planet for fighting everybody. So I tried to translate that into, I am a humanoid-looking alien who wants to fight everybody, but is wildly outmatched. Because, <laughs> because the, phys- the physics on her planet are very different than the physics on Earth. And it's so that would explain me losing matches or being not necessarily as strong as whoever was in the ring. It's like a reverse predator. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I had. I had a whole look for like I had a makeup style I was going to do. I had um, a promo outfit. It was like a, a jumpsuit for like it was like a space looking jumpsuit. I painted up a little plastic Furby to carry around with me, and I was going to pretend that was my translator, so that like, <laughs> in the case of somebody taking the Furby, I would just suddenly stop speaking English and just start going. <laughs> And I I remember pitching it and I filmed a couple of promos for the character. And I remember I I showed it to Brandon Kay and I think Marcus Mann as well. And they both went, well, that's a cute character, but um, (laughs) that's going to be a bit of a hard sell. Maybe workshop that a bit. And I went, oh, shit, that was the only idea I had. Uh, Well, that's as far as the idea went for me. So maybe I'll just shelf this. It was um, like fuck it, fuck it. I'm a flower now. <laughs> oh, quick fun fact: there's a song that's called "Fuck It, I'm a Flower." <laughs> oh my gosh! If you're if you're in a bar the show, you can theme? use that. <laughs> I I might have to use it someday in the future. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there there's venues where you can use that as your entrance, right? Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem is like it's one of like it's like a banjo type song so like, it, doesn't, it doesn't go very fast or hard but it would be very funny for that to just drop and then i just walk out and everybody's like yeah i don't know what else i expected I don't, I don't <laughs> like, it, it, who else could it really have been <laughs> <laughs> like huh, i wonder who's using this theme oh shocker among shocks <laughs> oh jeez Keith, how That's... much um you've talked about the impact it had on your on your like promos and in a general way, but did you have you developed your character based on the on characters that you did via tabletop gaming? Like was there was there influence there? Um a, a little bit of yes and no, like how to describe. Um Okay, so honestly the idea of Bearcat started as kind of like a joke. Because we were looking at like obscure animals and like old school names, and Ty Cross uh, is the one who coined the is the one that coined the term for me. Because like he's like look at, look at this animal, look at this, you look, you look at Bearcat, that's you, you should be that. Mm-hmm. I was like I don't know, I don't have that stick, and here I am, tw- 12, 11 years later, here, there it is. 
but uh, the modifications of how I dress and stuff, I mean, I, I've pulled some influences from a lot of media, not just D&D, but, like, I, I look to, like, you know, druids, barbarians from, the, like, D&D, um, like, for, like, the fur, because I, I don't wear the fur as much now because it's, it's falling apart. I got the, I got some new boots, but, uh, um, like, the tails and stuff. Like, I actually got that inspiration from, like, the Lost Boys, you know, like, from Hook. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like how they, so they were, like, Rufio and stuff. Uh, a little bit of that mixed with like anime characters like Inuyasha's Koga, like how he's like a you know like very more animalistic so like that. But but I do take some inspiration from D and D like of how I might present or something like that. So not not quite as much for the character from D and D, but man, there have definitely been some <sighs> definitely had some unique <laughs> characters that I don't think that I could pull off in a, in a wrestling ring. <laughs> I mean like. Uh, I mean, my most obscure character here recently was I was literally a sex worker uh, android. Well, Warforged, but I felt like an android. And, uh, and she would uh, she would literally, like, uh, <laughs> she could uh, go to the client. She could use the sky self and, uh, you know, go to the clientele's pleasure and stuff. So, like, yeah. I mean, let's say let's, that wasn't a whole lot of RP in that regard. It's like, and the, and the curtain, and the light fades to black, you know, nothing like that, you know. But you know, <laughs> it's a tough world. Girls get up, girl, girls to make money. You know, <laughs> what one hundred percent? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, don't so, know. Yeah, I don't know how that translate well. Yeah, don't don't know. Don't know if that could quite work out in a in a wrestling <laughs> gimmick. I mean, I, maybe. I mean, there's a wrestler in New York named Charles Stunning who is mm-hmm. a former burlesque dancer. Who has translated her burlesque background into her wrestling gimmick? That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We talked to we actually talked to uh, Charles uh, recently on the show, and yeah, it's yeah. so cool because there have definitely been wrestlers who played with elements of that, but not in a like in not in the hyper specific way that Charles does. <clears throat> yes, mm. Char- Charles has a very unique, very unique gimmick going, and I think it works great. But in that vein, I feel like. Especially if you work with somebody who has that kind of background, or if you yourself have that kind of background, there's probably a way to make that work. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe not so much the uh, the warforged part, at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really be a a, a robot. I, I I did it more as a warforged, yes, but it's more it meant to be more like an android, or you know, literally, <laughs> literally a sex robot. <laughs> See, okay, when you say sex robot, that though, I immediately think like I could see that as a wrestling gimmick. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that that. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah, I just uh... that'd be something to see, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a yeah. really cool thing though of like melding this idea of like character building in both like tabletop gaming world and wrestling. Is that like? <clears throat> If you stumble upon or if you come upon like a really good idea that has some like legs to it, even if it's kind of outlandish, there could be a way to make it work oh, as yeah. a like living, breathing wrestling character. I, I believe um I don't I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna misquote or anything, but I, I believe uh Ember Ember Moon. No, no, wait, Athena, sorry, Athena. I believe uh I can't remember what character like how what version of their character and stuff, but I believe they their character in wrestling was based on it, their own D and D character as it as it was, I believe. Yeah, I, think I don't want to misquote that. that. About, I don't know if it's. It, I think it was specifically in regards to Ember Moon in development. I think it was for yeah yeah for Ember Moon specifically. 
but and I but I know they've DM'd a lot of big like big games and stuff too and stuff. So like like I know they're big into it. Like she is. So that's uh, so yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely characters can definitely you can get some sort of idea. Definitely run with it for sure. For how sure. many? How many wrestlers do you uh, that that you've encountered like locally or otherwise? How many wrestlers do you think are like into tabletop gaming in general? It feels like there's a really big overlap. Yeah, there is a really big overlap, honestly. Um, hmm, it's a good question. I'd say for me, every locker room I've been in, I've encountered at least two to three people hmm. on average. I feel, I feel uh, there's at least at least one, at least one or two. Yeah, but yeah, I I feel that. What do you think draws people to D and D and similar tabletop games in the same way that also draws them to wrestling? What do you think is the like overlapping like draw there? Well, there's a lot of theatrical nature to both wrestling and D and D. There's a lot of heavy storytelling, character design, costume design, uh, monologuing, you know, sort of back and forth thing. It's it's like they're they exist in the same umbrella as theater exists in as far as being able to expand your creativity. So as far as the direct overlap, sometimes it feels like D&D can be like a play cursor to whatever character you want to be in wrestling. Like, I have this idea for a character. I don't know if people will like it or not. Well, draw up some stats and roll it at the table. And see what you think. Theoretically, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the roll of the die could be not quite the same equated to a bump, but, you know, like, I mean, that's, hey, I guess it's how we perform it, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the whole rolling a dice and, you know, dealing with whatever outcome you get is very similar to wrestling. I'll tell people all the time, like, you go into wrestling, you have a plan for what you're going to do, how the match is going to go, what the finish is going to be, uh, entrance, of course, and exit. And then, you know, sometimes you roll a nat one when you're making your entrance and you slip and fall in front of a giant crowd of people <laughs> after everybody else has entered the ring. So they see it too. <laughs> sometimes you got to make that work. Though. You got to make that natural one work. Uh, what it be? Yeah, like even just slipping and falling. I mean, even the storytelling of D&D, like when I'm DMing, like sometimes I like make to make the natural ones interesting, even though like I know D and D five e there's no like true crit fails for ones, but I like to make the one interesting. Like yeah, you slip and fall, but like I meant to do that, you know. I'm on the ground, and I'm posing, you know. It, you know, make it, make, you know, make it, you know, make it like you know, you know, as entertaining to the audience as possible. Especially if you're heel and you slip and fall, like that's amazing, honestly, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like. Like, literally, I know my debut match, I tripped on the ropes going into the ring, and it's only a squash anyway, so, like, I made it work because I sold right into somebody's pedigree, and it just, oh, I, I tripped and I fell. Uh, I, I just sold right into it, so it worked. <laughs> that was my, my first ever match ever in a squash match, but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, story time with D&D &D and stuff, too, as I'm DMing, it's like, well, natural ones, like, you know, not too many stories, but, like, you know, like, say you're, you know, just... Say, say if you like, you know, like, sometimes I like the idea of failing, failing while succeeding, like, mm -hmm. like, 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 like somebody slips, you know, like the idea of the slip, you know, you make it work, you make it entertaining to the audience. Uh, I don't know, it could be as simple as picking a locked door, like, 
oh, yeah, you, you might have opened this door. It was a simple door. You should have opened it, but you did so bad you broke your tool or something. You know, it, it, it could do something as simple as that, you know. It's just like rolling with whatever the story might dictate, what's entertaining, especially when we play live. You know, I know Tati has the theater background, too. It's like, you know, you definitely want to make sure the crowd is, you know, entertained as much, but it's a little bit harder sometimes when you're playing. They love math and numbers, but we try to, I feel like, I think we, I think we do a good job telling a story together, you know, the same way as in the ring. Oh, definitely. It, it's a lot easier to tell the story, fail or success, when everybody's just sort of working together and having fun telling the story. Agreed. Agreed. That also, makes, I mean, that makes a ton of sense, especially and in regards to playing wrestling with like, or uh, playing D&D with your wrestling colleagues. It feels like it's almost like an extended like bonding exercise of learning how to be able to communicate and work together to tell the story, even when you have to be at odds, even when you have to be in conflict, you can you can learn how to do that within the world of the game so that when you are telling those stories in the ring, it is like all the more effective because you have this lived in dynamic. Yes. Oh, for sure. 100%. Of course, that makes it interesting when there's a bad time at the table and then you gotta step into the ring with whoever caused the bad time and hmm. <laughs> do I do I take my vengeance for my character or do I let it slide? <laughs> oh jeez. So, so when you say bad time, do you specifically mean like in game kayfabe of of whatever like of, of whatever like campaign you were in? Like you had oh, a bad. Oh, definitely. <laughs> if I I can't speak for everybody, of course. For me. Um, if I have a conflict at the table with the player, not the character, um, I leave that at the tabletop table and I don't bring yeah. it into the ring with me. Because yes, that, yes. For me, that's just, that becomes like a safety concern. Like, I'm going to take it out on you. Okay, well, <laughs> now I'm showing everybody that I'm throwing potatoes and they're going to throw them back at me. Um, what I mean is just like jovial, hmm. You rolled a natural one and threw your hand axe at my character. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to work here just a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a lot of run today. <laughs> You're ready a lot to of chain, a lot of cardio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, so how long have you two been playing uh, D&D together? Oh, gosh. Oh, we, just had our, we just had the TTR... Uh, TRTT anniversary, didn't we? We did. Uh, even before that, uh, like during the pandemic, though, that's when we started the, the little wrestling group, uh, uh, those oh, weekend yeah. games. That's that's oh. kind of what uh, that's kind of like the genesis of it. So I guess that would make it about three and a half cool. years. That about, about three to four, three yeah. That time. Okay. Wow. So, so way back when the pandemic started, um, I was one of the last people to sort of get sent home from my job. Because I worked in the airport and travels so big that like they held on to employees for as long as humanly possible. Um, and I got bored pretty quickly. So I kind of put the word out like, hey, you know, does anybody want to play D&D? &D? And a lot of a lot of wrestling folks responded. So mm -hmm. I ended up running uh, two separate little stories. Uh, Keith, you were definitely in one. Were you? Also in the other for a short span of time? Uh, no, I wasn't in that one. I was just in one of them. I was in the one with... Uh, uh, it was Tyler, Palace... Uh, oh, jeez, Will Russo. 
Oh, LaRusso. I, I don't want to make... Uh, should we tell him about how he, what he did? His boo-boo? <laughs> yes, Ooh. we should! I still tell that story. Um, but, okay, so it was you, Palace, LaRusso. Uh, was Jake Garrett in that group, I think? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, Jake was there. Yeah. yeah. Or no, it... no. No, that oh, was no, what wait, I read. Jake... I read a brief one online with Jake. That's right. Yeah, Jake was in my too. other group. That's right, because you're a Criella, that purple tiefling. <laughs> I love my little tiefling. That's right, because after that's right though, because after you did that, I read a few, and yeah, that's right, I read a few of them. And everybody enjoyed yours just a little bit more because you knew what you were doing, and I was baby. No, <laughs> you did fine. You did fine. You got, <laughs> that's, that's how you learn. That's how you learn, though. You know. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had quite the interesting gaggle of wrestlers just folks that like i never would have expected to have any interest um and they they all did really well for the most part yeah. uh chris larusso however <laughs> they did well it's just that it's just the one day <laughs> it was just the one day so for context i i have run a, a pre-made story that like brought the group to this little um here town and they had to solve a mystery and part of the mystery was they had to fight a bunch of bullywugs who were in cahoots with some sea witches um now i didn't like that the storyline made the pre-written version made the bullywugs you know kind of forced to do the dirty work of the sea witches but like a goofball i read that part out loud so everybody remembered it because of course they did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I then wrote a follow-up to the story called Revenge of the Bullywugs, where a group of Bullywugs were not happy about the change in management and were taking it out on the town. So I wrote it because the group had kind of complained about wanting more com- combat. So I wanted them to I wanted them to like have a really conflict heavy game like here you go smash a bunch of frogs go for it have fun but they all remembered that one little line saying that they were forced to do it so they went the diplomatic route (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then at the end of the game i was like all right they're going to complain again unless i give something so i had a couple of bullywugs pop out and fight them we made a friend though we made one of our friend yes Yes, okay, he did make I a can't his name it was like Glug or Glug or Mug or Zug. I don't know. Yeah, but it, was, Glug. it was Glug. Glug. Um, okay, we made, yeah, he, he became our friend. <laughs> you okay, now work for us. <laughs> yeah, he's a buddy. He he actually got promoted in the naval regime, which was weird. <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the thing about Bullywugs is that they're very very weak characters. Like they're they're basically for level one, level two players. This group was level five. They're basically frog goblins. Pretty much. <laughs> so, frog, for, for, like the frog equivalent, like frog people, goblins, kobolds, like the lower level stuff, yeah. So that's an important detail to remember for this next part. So the, the, little, the fight begins and it's LaRusso's turn and he had, his character had this magical spear that not only did uh piercing damage but once a day could do lightning damage so he throws the spear and he rolled something like a 16 on the dice like he rolled really well for first off 
But then he goes, okay, so I'm going to activate the lightning damage. And I inflict a total of 28 points of damage. Bully bugs only have five hit points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the description I went with is, okay, you throw the spear. It goes right for this bully bug. And right as it touches, there's a brilliant <laughs> flash of light. And nobody can see anything for a second. And when the light fades, the spear falls onto a pile of ash. Congratulations. You incinerated the bullywug, and the only one left standing just drops his weapon and goes, Nope, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and he became he became our friend. No, that was that was not the one that became your friend, actually. Oh, it's not? I thought it was. Aww. Okay. No, it was just uh, a random bullywug that I threw in. That's Glug right, was that's helping right. you guys was helping you. That's right, in that fight, me. yeah. <laughs> I so I was saying about the Chris story where he uh it was his turn in combat, and he uh, fortunately dozed off. Oh, <laughs> that! oh, that's what I was talking about. Because he, he was tired. He dozed off. He, he did. Was, yeah. He was playing he on was his tired. computer and laid down to get a little bit more comfortable, and um, got a little too comfortable. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> hear Chris. Chris. <laughs> we, oh no! We, I think it was Palace that realized it. He was like, "Is somebody snoring?" And we all went quiet, and we just saw Chris's uh, little chat bubble lighting up. Of the snore. Oh. 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 He he refuses to admit he fell asleep. He uh says that's not what happened. I think I think somebody messaged Laura and they got him up and stuff. It was very. And we finished the game. It was no problem. It happens. It happens. It, it does. <laughs> Especially when you play it online, you get comfy. Yeah, um, I mean, how when you guys play, when you have like a session, how long do you play for? Oh my. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, it really depends. Normally, uh, it's around the three and a half four hour mark for recording uh, because we only have so much time. Like normally that we have, just because you know life in general and stuff, and what we got to do and stuff. The next, you know. But that's for recording purposes. Now, there have been times, like especially in college, when we, when you know, uh, like those games in college, people have enjoyed us there. We'd, we used to play in the, the fine arts lab in college, but that that building was open like twenty four seven. So in our fine arts building at the West Liberty University, uh, everybody drove up there and joined us. And uh, there have been times where we had like, <laughs> there was one time we played until the sun came up. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Uh, oh yeah, so we we legit like we we had like a ten hour session before or more. Like yeah, it's like hey guys, the sun's coming up. We should probably stop. <laughs> I need to sleep. I once uh, sat at a table that started playing at like midnight, and we went until about four thirty, and they kicked me out of the table because I was falling asleep. <laughs> I was like, I was like half bent over the table, just like. Trying to roll this, like, okay, so I roll. I think this is 17. And they're like, can you go home, please? <laughs> that reminds me of the time that our group thought about it. There's going to be more gaming and not just a game, but we try to do for extra life. We try to do like a, I think a 24 hour like charity uh, playing thing. We uh, The group made like eight hours before somebody's passed out on the couch at my oh. old place. <laughs> and like the game never got started. We got. Getting get past character so my buddy Corey and I are just playing Xbox. Oh, oh that didn't oh turn out very well. Oh, jeez, that's what. Uh, but 
Oh, I, 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 if people do like the 24 hour streams or like those charity things, I could do that long. Like, I commend because that was, whew. I'd almost want to have like a rotating cast for it. Like, okay, right. everybody, everybody sticks at the table for this long. When we hit your timer, you know, we'll find an out for your character, either a side quest that we'll come back to or something so that you can just go home. Next person comes in and joins the party. Or multiple parties just doing time slots. <laughs> multiple DMs and parties running all in, in sync, you know, one in the morning, one in the evening, one at late at night. That'd be kind of yeah. cool. Almost, yeah, almost you could... like what a Critical Role did recently where they split the party up and had two yeah. separate stories going in the same thread. Just Bring it all back get... at the end of the stream. Like, okay, what did everybody learn? <laughs> nothing. What do you mean you guys thought? <laughs> what do you mean you, you guys nothing. thought of a folder? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Uh, well, from from like streams and from playing online and on, via Discord and in person together, you guys have recently kind of went out into like the greater public, right? Um, was it a couple weeks ago where you guys did your night at the Carnegie Science Center? Um, uh, yes. Uh, well, can you I'm talk sorry, about this because this is so this is such an interesting. This is like this enters a whole other layer to wrestlers and. And D and D, and now at this like science night, this after hours night at this at a like a fairly like giant like local museum. I I do apologize, Tati. That's okay. I like, was supposed to be a part of this venture, and then got uh, I tested positive for COVID the day before, so I had to oh, bow out. That 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 weekend, I, 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 literally, we made it work, but that weekend was so stressful for me because I was like, we we. we it was kind of like a, like the term like held together with duct tape because like both you and and Tony po tested positive in the same week. I was like, oh no! <laughs> so I was like trying to find replacement players just to fill in. Uh, luckily, my my partner Cariel, she very uh, very fa thankfully filled in, and uh, uh, Missy Sorg also. We just uh, she just pressed record and she joined us. I mean, she was really good though too, but uh. And also Riz Riz felt in. Uh, we so basically just me and Mikey were the only two regular cast members. So, but it was it was really really cool. That they, they, they um, uh, I don't know if you have you, have you met Dutters, uh, Emily. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it was absolutely. Um, so was she involved in in this process? She was because uh, she knows. Well, because she knows everybody. Everybody loves Dutters. Uh, she knows the people there, and she's like, hey, they're having this. They they were literally having a like a D and D role playing game tabletop game night, and so like they kind of like hooked us up and like, and 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 there it was you know the the, the people who are you know the, the coordinators there they're in charge of stuff and we we're very thankful to the opportunity I mean it was really cool uh like so the, like like the audience like would fluctuate in and out like there's multiple exhibits and stuff there was a lot of cool things there was like some, some cryptid stuff and there was other things and like you know how like the like making spells and stuff and making it like into like other there's like all kinds of exhibits and stuff like uh, there's some sword uh sword uh oh what's the term uh sword uh, sword fighters or like sword you know people that are trained in sword fighting over there they were really cool there were so many games going on. like we're the one we're the one that was being recorded and stuff we had the mics but there multiple there's like probably like I'd say like eight games being played and people just coming in picking up and stuff and it was it was a cool sight in that in that in that area like we were super thankful for Carnegie getting the chance to be there and do that uh, 
Yeah. So was, how did it, was, it work it was, for you guys? Were you playing? Were you were you playing the entire time and people could sit in or just observe? How did it work from like a non facilitator perspective? If I was someone who was attending this event, what was I seeing when it came to your group? Um, if you, if you either like, so we, we were cool because we actually it kind of worked out for us because like we had a few people just sitting and watching in general because we were close to like where the the cafe was, so people just sit down and eat and just watches in the that area and stuff. So. We, we have some people come and sit down and watch here and there, you know, either like, oh, that's interesting, you know, you know mildly, you know, because a lot of people here are for the exhibits and stuff too, but they got to experience like just the whole atmosphere of just all these games going on there. Plus, there's this live one going on here because one of the actual play or recording for the channel course that's 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 up on YouTube if anybody wants to go watch it. It was, it's, it was, um, what, the, what can they experience? It probably just, probably four, like a group of five Zeta people just doing crazy stuff. <laughs> I mean, because we we weren't actually playing D and D, we were playing Monster of the Week, which I don't know if you know what Monster of the Week is, but it's uh, I want to get something a little different because a lot of people are doing D and D, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna give a little bit of variety. Monster Week is basically like, like imagine like shows like Supernatural or maybe they mix a little bit of Scooby Doo or like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's kind of like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the story I, I lined up was they were uh, basically college students trying to solve a mystery and uh, got to some Zaniac, especially Mikey's character being the you know the the <laughs> he has no powers, by the way. He's just like a basic guy who's in well over his head. He's just a, a, a he's basically a, a like a, like a, like basically your you know your douchebag jock character, for a frat boy. And it was amazing. Ah, I, uh, I was so bummed about not getting to play with that char- character of Mike. Oh, you would have loved it. Uh. You would have you would have loved it because like <laughs> uh, just you know because it, 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 it's like brah. You gotta put a sock in the door, bro. If you gotta do that, bro. You gotta <laughs> warn people. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, imagine like the 2005 jock frat boy, because you know that's the time period I kind of gave. And like, you know, we can't play for like you know purposes of like recording, but I imagine like you know some 41's playing in the background or something. <laughs> You know, yeah, just yeah. and, and it, you know, you got this, you know, basically them playing college kids, and it's getting into the, <laughs> it's getting into the, the weirdest amount of chaos, trying to solve a mystery, and the fighting this mossy plant monsters that are infesting the science building in the campus, and I don't know, it was just it was a wild time, just seeing them get to play their characters and, and enjoy that. Uh, it was it was fun. It was fun. That's so cool. What a neat way! What a neat way to kind of put your group out into like a greater like public eye, just because those events just bring about all kinds of different people, like from every walk of life from all over the region. So, like, what a neat way to like kind of. And were you were you guys there as top rope tabletop? So, like, your group's name was like out there and known. Yes. Yes. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, That's awesome. It was. It was. It was for top rope tabletop. Yes. Uh, different. Different cast. You know. But hey, we had to make. T- like I said, that, that that week was, oh man, I that was so stressed. Just trying to just make sure that was held together. Duct tape was like, okay, can I do I have enough players? Will I have enough players? And I, I can't be more thankful everybody was there to help make that work. And and Carnegie for being so awesome with the setup and just uh, they really uh, helped out Missy too. Of the I mean, she's really good at tech and stuff. Like because we didn't have like because we only had Missy like Sorg wasn't there to help record and uh, him and Dutters were somewhere else. I can't remember where, but uh, just. Oh man, the whole thing was such a great experience too, and the, the design center was so nice. Uh, the whole staff was so cool. Uh, I hope we get to go do it again. 
And I think they I think they're really interested in doing it again, another like role play igniter. I know they're doing like for October they're doing like a mystery thing or like a murder mystery kind of thing. Uh for October. Oh, there's so. lots of options there, right? Cool. There's a ton of tabletop games that, that are a mystery involved, right? Yeah, right. So, so maybe maybe they might want to do that again or uh either either if not, I mean if they do another night like that, like another tournament plus where it's a gaming night like that, I mean, if we're available, heck, I'd I would i would love to do that again. It was it was such a blast, but uh, the murder mystery sounds fun too. Like I, I don't know how they're gonna do that from the building and stuff, but that that sounds intriguing. <laughs> um, um, how so? How often do you guys stream, and how can people see the streams? We stream uh, approximately once a month. Unfortunately, the entire group is comprised of folks who work in wrestling, so our <laughs> schedules are. It's very difficult to find a day that lines up for all of us. Because not That's only so true. do we all not only do we do wrestling shows, but like we all have personal lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm the only single person in the group. So, or yeah, I think I'm the only single person in the group. So, like, people got to spend time with their families and their partners, and it's it's hard to find days. But once we do find a day that works for all of us, we tend to post it on Facebook and Instagram. Just kind of let people know, like, hey, we're streaming on this day. Also, at IndieWrestling.us, they usually help share that, too, and stuff, because they're the one who stream it, so so Oregon stuff, so. Yes, yeah. they yeah, talk about it as well. They do. I think I first became, before I started, like, directly following you guys, especially on, like, Facebook and, and that, so, that social media and seeing your posts about it there, I think I first became aware of the regular group and streams via the like ads and promotion on the wrestling mayhem show and, and like Sorg's channel. So that's like that, that word has gotten out there as well. That's, that's cool. Just saw that. I mean, it's, it's, that's hopefully it keeps reaching, reaching. It's, 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 it's fun to see people enjoying it. Yeah. Well, and in addition to finding the streams, um, where can they find you to be able to get more information about like your wrestling and about uh, top rope tabletop and anything else you're up to? Well, let's see. Um, I am on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for now, um, all under the handle Tatiana Russells. Um, I usually post content on a semi-regular basis. Uh, I've kind of slowed down because I'm in the middle of some personal stuff right now. But once that's all cleared up, I'll be back to it. Um, I also have a YouTube channel where I will share matches that are available through the companies I work for, as well as promos um, under Tatiana the Wrestler. So that's where all my stuff is. All right. well, you can find everything at, at Hot Junior, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Fred's. Uh, I do have YouTube stuff, but I don't really use it any, anymore as much. It's more just kind of there for archival purposes. A lot of matches are posted on IndieWrestling.us. Uh, good, they're awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where you can find me. Uh, just at at Hot Junior, nice and easy. Fantastic. Uh, well, I feel like I could have asked you guys like a thousand more questions. I'm really curious, like how you know you get like how you would recommend other people getting into tabletop gaming. Um, and I've got a million other questions, but I I'm gonna stop us there and encourage everyone to find Top Rope Tabletop um, where, like, however often you can, however, however often you end up streaming. Do you guys have a, a stream 
a plan for the near future or are you still working out schedules? We're, we're working on the schedule for the next one, unfortunately. Uh, still confirming that. So we have some ideas, but still way to confirm. Well, so anyone listening, find Keith, find Tatiana online, and you'll get all that information as soon as it is available. Sweet. sweet. Thank you both so much for joining me on Great Glitter to talk about this. Absolutely. This was so Thank much you. fun. Yeah, it's always fun to get to talk with you. Thank you for having Aww. me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us.